Section four of Child Harold's Pilgrimage, Canto four. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Child Harold's Pilgrimage by George Gordon, Lord Byron, Canto the fourth, verses sixty to seventy-seven. What is her pyramid of precious stones? of porphyry jasper agate and all hues of gem and marble to encrust the bones of merchant dukes the momentary dews which sparkling to the twilight stars infuse freshness in the green turf that wraps the dead whose names are mausoleums to the muse are gently pressed with far more reverent tread than ever pays the slab which paves the princely head there be more things to greet the heart and eyes in arna's dome of art's most princely shrine where sculpture with her rainbow sister vies there be more marvels yet but not for mine for i have been accustomed to entwine my thoughts with nature rather in the fields than art in galleries though a work divine calls for my spirit's homage yet it yields less than it feels because the weapon which it yields is of another temper and i roam by thrasmin's lake in the defiles fatal to roman rashness more at home for there the carthaginian's warlike wiles come back before me as his skill beguiles the host between the mountains and the shore where courage falls in her despairing files and torrents swollen to rivers with their gore reek through the sultry plain with legions scattered o'er like to a forest felled by mountain winds and such the storm of battle on this day and such the frenzy whose convulsion blinds to all save carnage that beneath the fray an earthquake reeled unheededly away none felt stern nature rocking at his feet and yawning forth a grave for those who lay upon their bucklers for a winding sheet such is the absorbing hate when warring nations meet the earth to them was as a rolling bark which bore them to eternity they saw the ocean round but had no time to mark the motions of the vessel nature's law in them suspended wrecked not of the awe which reigns when mountains tremble and the birds plunge in the clouds for refuge and withdraw from their down toppling nests and bellowing herds stumble o'er heaving plains and man's dread hath no words far other scene is thrasimene now her lake a sheet of silver and her plain rent by no ravage save the gentle plough her aged trees rise thick as once the slain lay where their roots are but a brook hath dayen a little reel of scanty stream and bed a name of blood from that day's sanguine rain and sanguinetto tells ye where the dead made the earth wet and turned the unwilling waters red but thou clytumnus in thy sweetest wave of the most living crystal that was e'er the haunt of river nymph to gaze and lave her limbs where nothing hid them thou dost rear thy grassy banks whereon the milk-white steer grazes 
the purest god of gentle waters and most serene of aspect and most clear surely that stream was unprofaned by slaughters a mirror and a bath for beauty's youngest daughters and on thy happy shore a temple still of small and delicate proportion keeps upon a mild declivity of hill its memory of thee beneath it sweeps thy current's calmness oft from out it leaps the finny darter with the glittering scales who dwells and revels in thy glassy deeps while chance some scattered water-lily sails down where the shallower wave still tells its bubbling tales pass not unblessed the genius of the place if through the air a zephyr more serene win to the brow tis his and if ye trace along his margin a more eloquent green if on the heart the freshness of the scene sprinkle its coolness and from the dry dust of weary life a moment lave it clean with nature's baptism tis to him ye must pay orisons for this suspension of disgust the roar of waters from the headlong height velino cleaves the wave on precipice the fall of waters rapid as the light the flashing mass foams shaking the abyss the hell of waters where they howl and hish and boil in endless torture while the sweat of their great agony rang out from this their phlegathon curls round the rocks of jet that gird the gulf around in pitiless horrors set and mounts in spray the skies and thence again returns in an unceasing shower which round with its unemptied cloud of gentle rain is an eternal april to the ground making it all one emerald how profound the gulf and how the giant element from rock to rock leaps with delirious bound crushing the cliffs which downward worn and rent with his fierce footsteps yielding chasms of fearful vent to the broad column which rolls on and shows more like the fountain of an infant sea torn from the womb of mountains by the throes of a new world than only thus to be parent of rivers which flow gushingly with many windings through the vale look back lo where it comes like an eternity as if to sweep down all things in its track charming the eye with dread a matchless cataract horribly beautiful but on the verge from side to side beneath the glittering morn an iris sits amidst the infernal surge like hope upon a deathbed and unworn it steady dies while all around is torn by the distracted waters bears serene its brilliant hues with all their beams unshorn resembling mid the torture of the scene love watching madness with unalterable mien once more upon the woody apennine the infant alps which had i not before gazed on their mighty parents where the pine sits on more shaggy summits and where roar the thundering low wine might be worshipped more but i have seen the soaring jungfrau rare her never trotted snow and seen the hoar glaciers of bleak mont blanc both far and near and in chimeri heard the thunder hills of fear the acrocheronian mountains of old name 
and on Parnassus in the eagles fly, like spirits of the spot, as twere for fame, for still they soared unutterably high. I've looked on Ida with a Trojan eye, Athos, Olympus, Etna, Atlas, made these hills seem things of lesser dignity. All, save the lone Soractis height displayed, not now in snow, which asks the lyric Roman said, for our remembrance, and from out the plain, heaves like a long-swept wave about to break, and on the curl hangs pausing. Not in vain may he who will his recollections rake, and quote in classic raptures, and awake the hills with Latian echoes. I abhorred to match, to conquer for the poet's sake, the drilled dull lesson, forced down word by word, in my repugnant youth, with pleasure to record aught that recalls the daily drug which turned my sickening memory, and, though time hath taught my mind to meditate what then it learned, yet such the fixed inveteracy wrought by the impatience of my early thought, that, with a freshness wearing out before my mind could relish what it might have sought, if free to choose, I cannot now restore its health, but what it then detested, still abhor. Then farewell, Horace, whom I hated so, not for thy faults, but mine. It is a curse to understand, not feel, thy lyric flow, to comprehend, but never love thy verse, although no deeper moralist rehearse our little life, nor bard prescribe his art, nor livelier satirist the conscience peers, awakening without wounding the touched heart. Yet fare thee well, upon Seracta's reach we part. End of section 4